Okay. When did you get into like the working field? Like as far as like uh, remodeling places and stuff? Or... Uh, I'd probably say just coming up, just uh, needing to have a, a young father and having kids and moving into places where you ain't going to get a job right away where you want. So you're going to flip burgers and if you go to a city and stuff and get into the whole uh, uh, arrangement of leases and whatnot, you, you're better off doing construction and stuff. And I just figured out how to get into the warehouses and get into something that made more money than flipping burgers and stuff and did that over and over and over doing music. And eventually when my baby mom was doing the uh, school thing, I did the same thing and you pick up a trick too. I can do a lot of different things. I just... I'm not confident enough to go to the trade school classes and stuff to, I'm left-handed too. So like, I'll be missing carpenters out, like. Dang. Excuse my language too, I keep on forgetting. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fine, that's fine. Um, how'd you get into the music scene? Uh, I always loved music since a kid. Little kid, uh, uh, yeah, just always loved it, you know, ever since the little, uh, back when I was a little kid, uh, in first grade, second grade, the little cool thing was, uh, they had these little Casio, little battery operated with a little, little, uh, watch battery, uh, keyboard, uh, sit around and mess around and, you know, they were a nuisance for the teachers because we'd be learning our little songs and stuff on them and program on them and, that's probably my first intro to like messing around and realizing that anything I could hear, I could play later on, you know, that grew to the recorder and the flute, uh, the recorder flute and the those uh, mallets, the xylophone, but the little smaller ones, I can't remember what they call that one. Uh, yeah. That, uh, but doing all that music at that level, start realizing how to niche for it. And, and then, uh, started, uh, Getting into it, so I realized that uh, I kind of seen ahead of the curve, realizing that digital music and programming and not getting into such a uh, the disciplined form of a playing musician other than like learning how to program and sequence. You kind of got that early with the early drum machines and those little piano thing I mentioned. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, so like getting into that immediately, kind of you kind of paralleled that and technologies i was always a little tech geek so i was paying attention to that type of stuff and was always around hip-hop my cousins were break dancers in warm springs and nice warm springs. i used to come back from i used to live in carson city nevada i grew up there all the way till from like three years old until uh till fourth grade third third grade and uh so when I come home and visit my grandparents, man, I'd come back with this like eclectic music experience of rock and roll and heavy metal and stuff that my my stepdad didn't appreciate. And uh, I just, it was Warm Springs, man. Warm Springs is one of them type of places where you know you got all kinds of influences and 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 uh, looking for my tool um, influences in a. Uh, they come from all over. We're a melting pot. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's very diverse down here now. Yeah. And that was, 
that was during the late eighties, early nineties when you know influence and influence was crazy. See, I wrote a paper about this part that I'm talking about is uh, huh. you know, the Burger Inn used to be the main little little center 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 piece of the reservation there, and uh, you could go in there and any interest that was our library, man. You could go in there and any interest that you 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 know pursued. There would be a, a BMX video or a skateboard video or some sort of dance video or some sort of music genre that just only individualized that little pursuit. I don't know if the Macy kids were like really in their, their relative's ear about what they should be getting or if there was a distributor telling them what, the, what was coming, but that kind of set the mainstream for that little town. So like every little genre from like the hairspray generation to the uh, acid wash uh, hair metal to uh, the beginning of gangster stuff all started at that little gas station uh, uh, burger joint the burger in where it's the only place that had video games too there in Warm Springs and I lived in Carson City so I lived in the city coming back to that that was always like it dimmed my bright city lights all the time coming back, humbled me and stuff. Nice. Yeah, so what's good, man? Um, same old, same old, honestly. Uh, what do you think of the progression of music and upcoming sounds as opposed to like how it was growing up and how it changed? Uh, I might, I like the quickness of it. I like being able to share files and everything and collaborations happen without having to meet people. But then I feel like that's a downfall a little bit. It kind of, absolutely. we used to go on these big old journeys. We used to go on these big old journeys. Sometimes we'd make a song with these guys we'd meet on the road or sometimes we'd follow up and sometimes we wouldn't. But, uh, now you know we would it would have cost us less money, but some of the experience. I don't think I would have moved to Lawrence, Kansas, had not, had I not wanted to go out there and work with Savage Family in the very beginnings uh, of us building up. And uh, and we were all on the internet back then, but uh, going out there and meeting them and I guess organically and doing songs organically it means a lot, you know. Absolutely. It's a bang up your experience sometimes. Like you meet family out there in the music world sometimes too. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Like that kind of cuts that part out of it. That's part of the what we come from. I mean, you know, you go all the way back to the jazz era. You know, it goes back to the the walk, the the hitchhike, the you know. Ginsburg and Kerouac, you know, I mean, hitchhiking, backpacking across the country and stuff, you know, letting the, the spirit and the energies carry them and stuff. You know, there's a theory upon that, you know, like, you know, like, uh, and, you know, it's based upon old Indian travels and, you know, prosperity and outcomes and stuff, but, you know, the same spirit, you know, that, you know, an old warrior would have when he would go as a tradesman or a hunter going out and gathering or going out and hunting or taking his, his hunts and going and trading it wherever he was going to trade it. You know, they went out with them same aspirations on those trails. And uh, they say that uh, the frontier was set up upon that, you know, same dreams and aspirations on the same trails that they jacked from the Indians. And, you know, later on through the jazz era when they were hitchhiking, guess what? They ended up hitchhiking and laying 
in sleeping bags on the same trails. And I believe some of that energy carried over. And that's the beginnings of a lot of our, our music before blues, before a lot of this stuff. So like, you know, that big band stuff was all set up on that uh, beatnik era and uh, swing bands and, and all that 1930s, 1940s stuff. And I don't know, my dad used to really, when I finally met my, yeah, I, met my I met my biological father at 21 and wondered why I was a little bit different from my, my mom's side of the family. And he was a musician, you know what I mean? So that oh, was dang. a big influence that uh, was hidden and I didn't understand, you know, that I was a little bit more in depth. I understood track recording before I even came across track recording. When I got it, when I came across it, it was like muscle memory. And I wonder where that came from. And it was from my dad, you know what I mean? So it just runs in your blood then. Yeah, no, that's Definitely. true. Like, I mean, I've met people that never met their dad and they act just like him, you know what I mean? <laughs> that's true. So who's your favorite musician? If you had to pick... For yeah. real? Like top, like just favorite outright or genre just or whoever like you put on like to jam out to the most. Hank Jr. or Hank, Hank oh no, uh, senior, Hank Senior. Hank Glenn Senior. Yeah. I'd have to say that's probably the most I've ever listened to all my overall life. You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. uh, and then Junior, when you know, that's when you're feeling happier and not in a party, listen to him, you know what I mean? And he, you're probably like, man, I thought he was going to say something hip hop, you know what I mean? But like, you know, no, that's probably the biggest influence, when it, you know, going from it brings a lot of people's memories in my life, a lot of reminiscing, a lot of triggers, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of stuff. Like yeah. Absolutely. I, I have that same thing. I am an earth angel for some reason. Like, I just like the vibe of it, the instruments in the background, you know, it just, it was nice. Yeah, no, I, I, I get that totally. The nostalgia is such a, this is a good word. I was trying to come up with a word real quick. And uh, yeah, nostalgia. Yeah, that's a, that's a good way. Yeah, I wish these speakers might. You know, I'm, I'm battling an ear infection. So like, I'm, so if I'm hollering and sounding like I'm, Full of myself, yelling. I don't mean to be. I just, I can't, I can't hear. I can't, mo- I can't monitor my levels. That I'm, my son's. I'm getting on my son's nerves, yelling. <laughs> every, every, yeah, every room I go into, he walks out of it. It looks nice, though. I mean, looking at the whatever's like the framing you're putting up the drywall. I think I see back there. Yeah, we're good? gonna. I'm putting my uh, one of them uh, walk-in tubs because they have a built-in whirlpool on them, and uh, I gotta build enough room for it. And then what comes with that is might as well put in a new floor since it's gonna get all wet anyway. You know what I mean? And it already kind of looks ugly, and so I decided to rip up the bathroom floor, and we're at the point of no return. So I'm like, yeah, you gotta go in. It's all in now. my my dog's going off the hook outside. I think my plumbers might be setting up outside, and they probably think I'm one of them YouTubers and shit. Like, man, this dude's an old man. What's he doing? <laughs> and I'm like, no, I'm helping my little homie out to get his YouTube's going. <laughs> this is a real business move. <laughs> no, you know, hey, there, my you know my boss. 
my boss told me to get more visitors. Not my boss, but because you know, I keep saying my boss because you know that was his role before he before you know I took the job. But uh, absolutely, I'm an executive director at Tanana with there at the Community Action Team in Warm Springs, and it was incubated by Community Action Team. And Chris Watson, hey, hush. Chris Watson told me to get more visible, so I got to go do the press role and go to the newspapers and the radio and be on your show and probably go get on anybody else who has a podcast and explain that I'm visible and we got big plans for 2022. Nice. Anything you want to like give a shout out to with the Tanina Wood or anything you want to put out there? Oh, shoot, Emily and Leah. I know that's their baby. You know, and I, I, I you know. To get away from the baby part of it, I consider it a sport, you know, in a sense of a car, it's like a real fast sports car. And Absolutely. I've been like really drive, I've been really garaging it and driving it really cautious and and garaging it more than I should be driving it. But that's what you do to a car like that, you know what I mean? And uh, but I signed up for some big shows, I signed up for some big races for this car. So and uh I put them on paper and submitted them. We got some grants, we got denied. You know, uh, in 2020, 21, and now uh, I know I know I kind of ha- know how to write grants, and I've been applying for the smaller ones that don't really take so much, just narratives and stuff. You know what I mean? But uh, there's ones that you know that uh, intimidate people, and I'm ready for them now. And it's kind of the life and death of this Tananawit deal, other than going back into uh, just being a website and run ran by the community action team. I was on a one year contract basis and I was able to wiggle us a, a little leeway, but I only got eight months. So eight months so far on top of what the year in my years up in May. So I'm, I'm going to be around in community for a bit, but I'm, 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 I'm uh, in a fundraising effort, learning how to grant, right. I'm uh, enrolled in three different institutes for certified uh, certification programs and I'm started, I say, well, if I'm doing all these cert programs and creating these study behaviors, I, I enrolled back in my old institute that I was getting my master's in. And uh, COVID's a great time. You can do everything online. But anyway, I'm doing three schools at once right now. Goodness sakes. It's at that point in life where it's either sink or swim. Like- yeah, but I, I had to get a... I used it to get focused on uh, uh, my study habits and, you know, the reason to go home instead of hang out. And, uh, yeah. you know, and uh, if I'm not on a campus, I'm treating my job like it's a campus. And, and uh, you know, vice versa, when I was in school, I'd treat school like a work site. So. Nice. Yes. Sorry for but yeah, shoot, that's uh, I went over all the questions and I was like, man, you know, I'm gonna go off to fly. I was doing all kinds of getting ready for the name drop and, and uh, you know, just uh, but that's cool. I'm episode number one, you know, I uh, absolutely we have a lot of music background, you know, in the rap world, you know, I'd have to say, I remember we were kind of the first generation, but yeah, like. Me and my uh, partner that started our little rap group, you know, we give it up to the the, gen- the breakdance generation before us and the the real eclectic guys that kind of got into uh, bringing uh, some of the other genres to the res that were, you know, we were told, you know, that's Chumukli music, you know, you should be doing that, you know, and, uh, and uh, almost, you know, you hear, hear that type of stuff, you know, and uh, yeah. It, it, 
fighting that for fighting that off and making it easy for the next next bunch. You know what I mean? You know we, you know pioneers. You know that you know they get forgotten about. You know, but you know the the, the trail. We we all know. You know what I mean? We all know what trail we're on. You know, and uh, who paved it and stuff. And hip hop's almost like its own ancestral trail. You know. They have the yeah. generation after generation, and you got to pay homage to where you came from, basically. Yeah, that's why I was saying that earlier about the beatniks and getting that energy from all the frontiers and the Indians and all that stuff. You realize that it's all connected, that whole uh, outlook to prosperity. And, you know, when I get to the end of this trail, that there's going to be the the pot of gold or the, the, the oasis or the, 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 the cities of lost gold or the, the frontier or whatever, whatever, whatever bar was set, you know what I mean? I believe that's the ideologies of all of, uh, you know, the ba- the basis of all those ideologies, you know what I mean? And, uh, is, uh, for man, you know what I mean? My, my, my dad, my dad would, my, my, when I met my biological dad, you know, he was a rodeo guy, but he like had done music and had like a big, his own library and his own research topics that he chose. And, you know, now that I got older, I'm the same way. I have my own little office and library. I build, well, actually I'm building my own office and, uh, you know, I accumulate my own libraries and, uh, study my own stuff that I like to study, you know, have my own answers, you know what I mean? And, uh, he called, uh, uh he told me a lot of, you know, a lot of the little ins and outs of uh, of uh, understanding some of the stuff that I used to stress about. And one of them was carrying a job. He's like, you know, the creator gave you a, a great mind, two hands and two feet mm. to be able to get yourself out of any situation that he provides in front of you, that he comes, that he brings in front of you. And then, you know, you and, uh, and that's including being enslaved by whatever system you come across. And then, you know, I... I like, dang, you know, that's a kind of a real cop out for having a job. You know what I mean? I always felt that way about it. But as I started getting older, I kind of looked at like some of his freedoms that he had. He was able to go and rodeo almost his whole life, all the way until he was 70 something. He now he ended every weekend, went everywhere and just kind of vacationed his whole life. You know what I mean? And traveled and was a traveling man. And, you know, that's what he wanted to do. You know, he, he knew he can't take kind of in a sense he knew he couldn't take, you know, you know, wealth with you to the next life. So his wealth was creating experience, you know, and I understand that now, you know what I mean? And Absolutely. I do it. I, we do it. I do it now as a wrestling fan. Well, I used to when with the older son, my younger son's into this, all kinds of stuff, but the older son was into wrestling, like hardcore. Kind of like how you, you were, you were into wrestling hardcore, huh? Yeah, I mean, I had my my small period. <laughs> Two years. I'm, I'm the same way. I had my, yeah. I had like about four years of it, three years of it, and then, uh, but you know, we went like eight years straight of like nine years old until eighteen with my old my oldest son, and same thing. You know what I mean? I I learned about the ten thousand. You know that was that. I, I was really doing a lot of hip hop music and I just came back from the Native American Music Awards and my, 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 my kids' mom was out there at Lawrence going to Haskell and I had been applying for uh, I'd been applying to go to uh, that school for a long time and nice. just by some grace of God deal when I came back from the NAMIs they admitted me 
And uh, so I, uh, I had some jail time I had to do before I could start. So I came back and uh, I did six months of jail time and then went back to Kansas and caught back up to my family and uh, started Haskell that summer. I started summer school and got a, a three point or a five four point oh, uh, during the summer and carried that over into the fall. And uh, that was the beginning of my, uh, you know, and I was, like I said, I just came back from the Native American Music Award, go to jail, wrote a bunch, thought I was going to drop another album. And then I was like, you know what? No, I'm going to, my, 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 my kid's been missing now. You know, I'm going to go back to school. And, uh, you Absolutely. know, if any, any of my music homies want to uh, catch back up to me, I'll be out here in the KC area doing my thing. And uh, school-wise, and uh, I, I had enough friends out there doing music, like the producers and the rappers and all that stuff. I was like, I, I'm around it enough. I don't uh, really need to go chase it and go get on the road and stuff. And just became a family man. And next thing you know, I was a yeah. wrestling dad, wrestling coach. And then yeah. eight, nine years old, man, I, I, uh, I, you know, I almost got a burnout in that. Shit. Sorry. And, uh, but yeah, that's, that's, uh, yeah, I don't think I would have made it. Go ahead. I'm sorry. What was that? I said, I don't think I would have made it in music had it not been for wrestling, to be honest. Yeah. You know what I mean? It shows you an outlet, you know? If, if I, you know, the considering if you make it or not, because making it is your own, like, like sense, you know what I mean? Like I paid a lot of bills and there, you know, I don't say it out loud, but you know, if there ever was a audit audit, you know, they'd, they'd be like, Oh, there was some money, you know what I mean? And, uh, and, uh, but that was in the gold days too. You know, the CDs changed. Like I was in the middle of that transition. I was a, a MySpace rapper, you know what I mean? Like, you know, like literally, uh, Everybody uh, was getting rich off these little waves of MySpace and stuff, and I happened to my video and the Res Hogs video and Katie Kane's video, yeah. Savage Family. We all we're all from the same source of video producers, and so we all got in on that. Those MySpace waves were nice. Yeah, because remember, it, you didn't have to like make people play your stuff. It played it. It, it played it upon people going to your page. Right, I missed yeah, that so feature. They, surprisingly, I I wish they'd integrate that to Facebook, but uh, I'm not, it'd be harder to monetize, though. I, I believe, probably, or most likely. I don't know. They they're monetizing people doing this right now. Like, <laughs> I wish I see. I wish I made it to where this was a big deal. What we're doing right now, you know what I mean? That's why. That's why when I seen that, I, but I was able to be a visionary in this platform 10 years out, go back to school, get behind my little homies who had all the energy to do all this type of stuff, like, like Res Hogs and like Savage Family. And uh, now my little homies are, are elderly men trying to, trying to take care of their families. And yeah. we still talk and stuff. And some of the stuff that we used to go through is the older, younger stuff that we used to go through. They apologize, and we all apologize to each other for stuff we went through. I, I used to call them unmanageable, obnoxious little kids, and 
we're sometimes worse punks, you know what I mean? And, yeah. And uh, they're my little, they're, they're all my brothers. All, every group that I ever had anything to do with, and that's and some of them we haven't apologized and came back in contact with each other probably twenty years. But everybody, you know, it, it was a it was a cool. And, you know, I still do music. My sons do music now. That's just no way. Your kids do music. But my oldest is, makes music with my nephews and. So it don't it don't stop this and, and my knee I think my niece makes music but uh, yeah it don't stop cycles weird how that all generational stuff attaches itself to so it's good therapy man it's good for the soul more than anything it feels like the release yes. when, you know the release of it all I used to you know. With, with with music and stuff, you know, it was so private. The release of it, and I don't know, like you know, people used to always get on my mom's line about, you know, have you listened, you know, have you heard this song, have you heard that song? And my mom hadn't heard any of my music until probably the Nammies when you know we were doing the fundraising and we were it was all over the radio and all that stuff, and it was the first time she'd ever heard any of that stuff, and and. uh yeah, you know, and, and uh, before that, you know, she'd almost get bombarded and harassed and uh, a, com- a competitiveness that she didn't even understand what was going on, that there was, you know, that, you know, his son was making his music, that other people were making music. And, and you know, and I'd be like, man, my poor mom, I set her up for, I set her up for arguments at Rainbow and at Macy's for nothing, you know what I mean? And, uh, and later on, you know, like, and I don't know, I don't want to, you know, get on that, but when I was, when I made it to the music awards and stuff, I had like a warrant with the tribes and a warrant with the state, and I still yet was ignorant enough as a young kid, like, man, I'm from the res, you guys should be able to let my mom and my cousins throw a fundraiser party for me, and I'm, I'm on the run, I ain't gonna lie, man, I'm, I'm there still in town, <laughs> I was claiming I was, I was claiming I was in uh, Kansas through this whole deal. And uh, I'm over there on the on the hillside, kind of chess playing the whole deal through text messages. And that, that was kind of at the beginning of MySpace. The slower messages were through MySpace back then. And I, I remember, uh, yeah, we, we was able to thank, thank you, Big B, and thank you, AirDog. But we was able to pull off that Mac Mall concert, which got me to be able to take, you know, most of my family, but they arrested, story short, they arrested my mom. My poor mom was at the concession stand, and I don't know why the tribes wanted to find little little skirmishes on my blemishes on my family's name right during that time, but uh, my mom had a warrant, and my mom was on the subcommittees at that point, like, literally, like, they, that should have been addressed another time. She was already, like, on those committees a few years that should have been addressed like way, but they decided to do it right then when, 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 when we needed her to run the kitchen. And, and that's why it was kind of shitty. I was kind of a messed up situation was we didn't know that she had gone to jail until the thing was over because, you know, Oh no, 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 no. I take that back. I take that back. It was until the, the, we had filled it up and then we, the concession stand hadn't opened. They said the doors were still closed. And uh, I was like, someone go check on them. And they said, there ain't nobody in the concession stand. There's a burnt pizza. And it had never been a fire of somebody. But anyway, the police took my mom in. And, uh, and uh, this, but, you know, my, the ladies, whoever was working 
the door and, and helping and volunteering. They ran the concession stand and the show went on. I, I, I wasn't done. Like I said, I wasn't done. There. And uh, yeah, man, I went through that type of stuff through music. So after, I kind of got burnt out after a while. Like, you know, and uh, and he used to kind of have this big question mark of why are you going through all this over music? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I get it. Influence is crazy. I got kids. They live what they listen to. And, you know, and that, that generation was scared of what the gangster generation and music and mindset was stating, and it scared them. Mm-hmm. So now fast forward as a parent, and I, I listen to enough rap to where I listen to what my son is uh, listening to, and they're talking about all this pill popping, talking about all this other, you know, a lot, you know, We'll not get in that. I don't want to get into that. I don't want to come off all, all bad in your interview, but uh, <laughs> you know, all kinds. Well, no, no. I mean, you know, all kinds of different agendas, including a real open agenda about drug use, a real open Absolutely. agenda about sexuality, and a real open agenda about uh, socio stances. You know, they've used hip hop now to where you know we got a uh, you know hip hop where, you know, they fly Confederate flags with pride, you know, white rappers from the South. Sometimes they're not even from the South. They're from Montana and from Wyoming and from places that you never heard of. And, and uh, but it exists, you know, as a, promo- as a promoter, you know, I, I got to be able to take on. And that's why I got into promotions over rap was I got to be able to, like, not be so... Uh, intertwined with a group of individuals for long periods of time. I got to kind of pick my campaigns, set a show, some dates, a group of individuals. And then when we were done, we'd run it back again. You know what I mean? Or, you know, make a tour out of it. If it was something somebody had to stay on the road with, or we'd get on with our lives and, you know, see, you know, holler at me, you know, I'll see you when I see you. All right. I got a big question now. You ready? Yeah. What is the biggest obstacle you ever had to overcome? Like music wise or just in your life or maybe both? The biggest obstacle I ever had to overcome. Yeah. I'd probably say, man, I had gotten all the way down to being like a super duper senior at Sherman and still playing around with it. It had already been introduced to music. It already been shown as a writer i could handle college level writing was doing the ap classes was about to transfer over into a university down there while i was down there but was messing around you know kept messing around on campus there and they kicked me out and i was like you know that was like the big lump in the lump in the throat the big kick in the nards you know the you know now what you're gonna do and I think that was probably like the slowest, the the biggest obstacle that I overcame was I had gotten clear to that point that like, you have to accept this. Like, you're not going to be able to graduate high school. You've gotten all the way to your, I mean, I got into the point where I was able to be dressed up and it was almost, and almost at the very end, there was almost old enough to go by it, but I was like 19 and uh, could grow full facial hair and, uh, Mm-hmm. And they'd send me off campus dressed up and, you know, it, you know, to go, you know, purchase alcohol and stuff. But yeah, uh, I was like, man, I, what am I going to do now? And I was, you know, we'd all start getting our trust funds and the mag rap magazines. Can't remember if it was double XL or no, that was, 
I can't remember the source or rap, no rap pages, rap pages, that old magazine, but it had, used to have the old uh, studio kits they used to sell in the back of them. And I had bought like a faulty little one that like made a hiss when you recorded it. Actually, I take that back. I want that machine now because I know how to work that machine. But back as a kid, it put off a hiss. Didn't mm-hmm. buy the, we didn't buy the right tapes and didn't have the gold plugs for the ex, the exit. And uh, so, you know what I mean? That, 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 uh, so like, it put off a hiss what we were listening to, and it wasn't good enough. And we always looked for better equipment. Good thing that digital transfer transformation was going on. We started finding the digital recorders were coming out around that time. But, uh, yeah, man, I decided to use hip-hop as my uh, – you know, I come from a cowboy family. So, in a sense, hip-hop was a sense of ducking – I ducked going home and getting scolded for messing up in school by doing hip hop type of things. But at the same time, my hero, my mom's brother was a saddle bronze rider. He broke his neck. And so when I dropped out and everything, I went home and, you know, everybody had their like busy lives going on with what they were doing, whether they were working or whatever. And he wasn't getting the full care he should have been getting as, you know, you know, or, or stay in the hospital and I think they kind of threatened to put him in the hospital. And I just, you know, and said, man, you know, and at that time we're acquiring, uh, acquiring all this equipment. And I was like, you know, hopping couch to couch and living in Warren Springs. And my mom's working at Crick in Portland. She's mad at me because I should come home. And, uh, I finally said, I'm taking care of my uncle. And we set up a studio there. And, and I always wonder, man, if I didn't take a, was a caregiver for him. And if he didn't break his neck, if we didn't have a place to take the studio and if anybody wasn't tolerant of the ruckus that we, you know, put on with that studio, mm-hmm. but that became our little headquarters up there at Hailuki and Warm Springs. And, uh, you know, the cops knew about it because there's so all the young guys used to be up there and a lot of, a lot, a lot of good stories and a lot of, you know, triggers, you know, from, you know, people that are, are no longer with us used to be around up there all the time. And, but yeah, anyway, yeah, that was the big, that was one of the biggest obstacles was to go from being on your normal as a young man path to like getting it all slammed in front of you. Like, hmm. now what are you gonna do? You know, That's and, what makes uh, or breaks you. Like, the strength yeah. you have coming out of those situations is insane. You get and so, to be honest, like when, I, when when I go back and see my uncle Joe is still alive. Mm-hmm. And that was like in 95. So like, you know, and, uh, our music careers has led to, hasn't gotten us rich, but it led to me being a promoter. It led to me, my, my little brother, you know, he's a rodeo guy. He followed his dad's footsteps, but you know, like he used to show like this repetition back then when we would do music that none of us could do, you know what I mean? Like just song after song. His favorite rapper was Tupac. He used to hear about how Tupac used to live in a studio and, you know, the studio was there at the house and, he was telling us we, you know, he was gonna take advantage of it. So he, my little brother has like a hundred lost songs from that studio being set up at his house. We probably only made four or five songs a piece, and then our little group efforts that we did on that thing. But that was, you know, but he used that later on down the line. You know, he's he got some nice, you know, four hundred, five hundred thousand dollar house that he's paying off, and you know, they they they, they live a good life. You know what I mean? Probably, Not you know, at all. Getting, self-teaching themselves hard work you know what i mean and uh yeah. and you know they you know went back to school later you know 
worked on their credit, you know, did a bunch of stuff that, you know, we're not taught as, you know, young adults. And even as kids, you probably should learn it as kids, but you don't ever learn it on the res until you got to learn on it or, you know, or you're, or you're correcting it and fixing it. Damn. Yeah. That's why I want to do that. Uh, what we talked about before, when I told you, uh, when I was working with the community uh, action team previous to me doing the Tananawit deal, you know, I wanted to work into uh, this trap program where we're doing vocational training. Well, now I got it aligned where hopefully in 2022, 23, we were able to debut it. And it's kind of the vocational training that an artist would need if he was to go out into the world and try to, you know, take some risks, you know, that you take as a young adult. Yeah, I think a lot of young adults are scared to take, to, you know, go out there and educate themselves, go, you know, go out there and experience some outer, outer senses of uh, knowledges and culture, you know? Absolutely. I myself, I, I actually want to start a studio sometime because I felt like as I walk around in the community, you know, you, you get a sense of what they like and what, influences a lot of people and i felt like music was so big in that it'd give us one more thing to kind of help keep them out of trouble it keeps people out of trouble i mean it helps people release as like therapy you should look up or anybody that's watching this episode look up uh the talela boys and girls club that's like a state-of-the-art youth facility and aside from probably having like a little uh, young entrepreneur's business lab, and that would just take computers and facts and, you know, a stationary type of area. That's the ultimate like idea, I think, for kids in our community that need, because like we're at this weird point where all the, all the stuff we ignored as a community while we were a rich tribal, you know, rich uh, logging community. You know, we didn't care about a lot of certain things. You know, we, you know, we had we had a print shop. You know, we'd drop stuff off. I want I want copies of this. You know, you know, uh, even to the point where nobody knows how to do like you know uh, Word or or a publisher or nothing crazy and stuff. To where you know we have this like we're a big information gap and you know technological gap. You know what I mean? And now it's coming to the sense of a service gap. And everything's that base. So, like, we're in a weird deal where we can't get uh, curb serve food like the rest of the world. But not only that, you can't get a Home Depot to to send a plumber down to Warm Springs. You have to go through who you know. You know what I mean? And we, my buddy came back and visited me from uh, Alaska. And, you know, we went to school at Haskell and did, had a lot of business plans together. And he's doing his thing up there in uh, Bethel, Alaska. And he talked about, he goes, it's a service-based service, service based economy. He goes, the, the mechanics, they only pick their uh, jobs they want. And he goes, so they pick little, you know, brakes and and, and tune-ups and, and, and windshield wipers. And he goes, and it creates this boneyard of cars. And he goes, it builds up. And he goes, we're at like a 20- or 30-year buildup of this uh, paradox that happens and he was going on and on about it, and he almost described Warm Springs in a sense. And I was like, "Oh man, yeah." But yeah, he and he was talking about just cars, and I was like, "Man, that's plumbers. That's I'm doing my own plumbing as of right now until my plumber shows up." I've had a plumber by way of Facebook say they're going to be here, and I've been kind of waiting a few days, but we'll see. Um, 
and I'm all the way stripped to where my family goes up. My, my family's at my bro, my my cousin's house using the bathroom right now, and uh, and uh, I'm on the, you know I'm I'm here fixing the toilet, and I'm I'm not a plumber, man. All right. But yeah, adapt I want and survive. To you know, sometimes you get good at it. It's like that's all you got to do is just adapt and survive. Like your body gets really good at it. Yeah, I'm, I'm not good. I'm not good at it. I just get it done. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you know, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm as an executive director. I'm, you know, there was a pretty broad mission statement. Is what I was left with. You know, and it, it was to promote and educate economic opportunities for Warm Springs artists. You know what I mean? And uh, absolutely. You know, most of the artists are bead workers, you know what I mean? And it would be too easy to go to shipwreck and buy a hundred, you know, you know, hundred different colors of beads and give them away to the community and accomplish, you know, my goals that easily. But I was like, man, I want to get real uh, creative with it, but something that the community needs. And, you know, and, and already within the, the work plan, we were already doing the website and already doing the retail area and all the different stuff that we're scheduled to do. But uh, this new stuff, like I have an in-residency program I'm researching where, you know, it's going to possibly, I'm not going to promise the world anything, but like what, what, what this grant and this program that already does is it provides housing and provides a status for artists to be able to show the banks and show tenants and show landlord or show landlords as a tenant that your income comes as an artist, not as a, I work at Brightwood, but no, I, I carve these sculptures, you know what I mean? And whereas, no, you know, no, no, nobody, especially Native, would not be able to uh, use this and be respected as a, a, a an income. And we're trying to find this little leads and, and funding. And, and But there's like a, there's a program out of Minneapolis that provides housing and, you know, they, they built like big old uh, condominiums and, and took over like real estate and stuff and, and provided it for uh, artists, artist residency for like art uh, artists to be able to live there for a discounted rent. Uh, Naya is doing one where they're, uh, they have a housing built a big old high rise or took over a high rise. I don't know if they built it or took over, but uh, I applied before uh, I heard about it. And I was already a, 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 a hired at community action team, but I applied for it anyway. And, and literally the criteria was to be an artist, you know, made you a, made you a, a standout on the criteria. Man. Yeah. What other questions we got there? All right. I'm going to go heavy now. Um, let's see. What's your favorite part about the Warm Springs community? My favorite part? Yes. Home. It's uh, about being connected to a land, you know what I mean? And uh, Warm Springs has always been it. Like, I'm, 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 a, I'm, I'm nine different tribes, eight different tribes, if I count up all my tribes and then I'm like influenced by tribes I grew up in and tribes that were my, my stepdad was and, and just, just that sense. So like, you know, I've been influenced by a lot of different areas and tribes, but like, absolutely. 
I've over and over and over woke up to metal larks. You know, my mom let me sleep in the camper on the way up, coming up for a rodeo or something. And uh, I've uh, woke up to those metal larks chirping and knew exactly where I was. You know what I mean? And uh, I don't feel that connection anywhere else. I've been, and I woke up in New Mexico and I woke up in Arizona and I woke up, you know, you know, and hot and all these Southwest spots and humid in the Midwest and, there was never no no you know never no uh, man this is home, and uh, but when I come home you know the the brisk little wind and uh, certain smells the sagebrush and rain put off and and that noise that those birds put off were like like triggers of like like uh, wow like, I don't know probably could uh, lay down and, and curl up and go to sleep you know what I mean type of thing I probably should go for those, those nature scapes. Uh, that's that's a I, I'm an insomniac. I'm trying to find ways to go to sleep. <laughs> that's a nature yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It gets harder when you think about it more because then it just keeps you awake even longer. Yeah, well yeah, this this uh when I said that's that's why I stopped doing music, I think when people ask me the biggest like, you know, I know you love music and you did music at a level, but like why'd you stop? And uh Absolutely. I'd gotten to a certain I'd gotten to a certain level of the chess game and I realized that uh you know I was at a I had my queen and my my uh my hierarchy behind me. Like where we where now? We're in Buffalo, New York at this award, you didn't win it, but we're with you. And then, so I was like, well, you know what? I, got, I went and helped her get her education. She needed help as a mom to, with the kids. And and and, uh, and at that time, I was in and out of Lawrence so much, I didn't really get to see what Lawrence was all about. And that's when I became the coach, Coach Jamie. You know what I mean? I became a kid's coach, football coach. You're not really a football coach, but a, a football, youth football fan. You know, but that was before that uh, – Reality show with the football dads was on there. Uh, what's that? Uh, Texas football Friday night. Friday night tykes. I was a Friday night tyke before that all happened. No. And uh, they're in. They're they're into it out there, man. Yeah. But yeah, that's a. Uh, Is there any like uh, yeah, major shout-outs from Orange Springs or? Anybody you want to give a shout out to that like influenced uh, you, maybe? I don't, I don't, man, you know, that's that's uh, uh that's that would be too hard. I don't want to leave anybody out. Like I don't know how people sitting <laughs> out and stuff and uh yeah. one of my uh one of my famous stories I you know when I got on the road with deep, they used to tell all these inside stories and they used to always uh and, but they told this story. The reason that the the click and uh, in too deep kind of fell out during that whole whatever was uh, in too deep was on Yo MTV Raps, and uh, they were able to. They said, and then JT said, "Man, there was like a hundred takes, you know." And he goes, "The first time we was able to get Mac Dre and E Forty. He goes, the second time we was able to get E Forty, but we didn't get Mac Dre. Hey, shoot another one." He goes, what, he goes, but in any, the one that they showed on national worldwide television uh, was the one that didn't mention E40 in the clip, but it mentioned Matt and Dre, if I remember right. 
And they didn't talk for like almost 10 years over that deal. So, but that was a little of my inside story from being on the road with those guys. And uh, <laughs> I don't want one of those to happen. So, but send out shots to all my Scott family. Um, I'm right. home. I'm, at the, I'm up at the community action team. I want to send a shout out to, to uh, Emily and Leah from the community action team for helping me uh, with all my Tanoa business. They're the ones who hired me. And then, I want to send a shout out to the current artists and then the artists that are coming. And with that being said, the artists that are coming, I'm recruiting artists, man. We're cutting checks. If we can sell your stuff and, and we create a consumer. So any artist that's painting, beadworking, if you have a product, a something I can put on our website, we're selling stuff and we have a shop and we're about to open a shop with my fingers crossed here soon i can't disclose the location and uh yeah that's that's the name of my job is to create uh platforms for the artists in our community i got i got these uh this little uh vessel idea i'm doing these showcases in these already established galleries and i got like six galleries like in a pretty good radius all across the northwest we just haven't really sat around sat down and discussed paying for these uh showcases but that you know now we're about to get into a into a a, a business of uh opening our own tananowit storefront so yeah stay tuned with that and then like i said any artists that you know wants to wants wants to try our consignment system and i'm not going to guarantee anybody sales because we do have stuff that's been sitting for a while and it's not because we're not we're we're failing we got some artists that are getting rent cut you know what i mean and we got some artists you know it's kind of you know uh, one or two things at a time so it's you know it's that's that's my job is to work the kinks out and get the steamroller going and that's what i'm doing so that's yeah that's, that's my shout out my job that's, my, and, that's music in the deepest form too being involved in it with the community for warm springs and everything well i was just getting ready to say Everything that I'm doing with Tananawit is what I would do as a little a, a little label. I just happened to have 20 artists that were part of this Tananawit label that didn't have an executive. And so, like, you know, if you go to the website, you see that I individualized and refined them and wrote, you know, there's bios now. And uh, if you go and look, you know, there's SKUs and there's a, 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 a way to purchase their, uh, their product, you know, and, uh, we're about to start the events and start the, uh, you know, it's, it's, it, we're, I'm rolling them out like rap artists. So, so, uh, right. Angie Beatrice Lopez, she's coming out like a, a rap artist, you know what I mean? Uh, uh Marge, Marge is going to come out like a rap artist, you know what I mean? Uh, uh, you know, our, 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 our bead workers and will be treated just like how, I tentatively paid attention to uh, rap careers, so like I'm, I'm excited, man. I'm, I'm I'm looking to go to Santa Fe and looking to be international with it. You know, I just got to create and find the niche. And I I went to Phoenix to a workshop down there during the tourism conference, and man, there was so much game getting spilled. Like I have like pictures galore of slides. I still have to go and decipher notes. But one of them was that really got to me was the Hawaiians. They made Broadway pay them for their uh, Hulu dance moves. Mm -hmm. And uh, they say that we get really, you know, 
hijacked for our culture so much. It's time for our appropriations and, you know, everything from our dance to our patterns to our, you know, and they were, they were going off clothing and, and dance and stuff. And it, it applies to us too. And in the art sector, I'm paying attention. And as individuals, you know what I mean? Uh, uh, you know, we have some brilliant artists, the Lillian Pitts and the, uh, the the Santos the the Miss Santos that I always hear about that's that done all the things before me I uh, yeah I uh, it's time to like get their dues you know what I mean and, and then with that being said um you know let's let's honor a lot of people before their funerals you know give out flowers before their funerals you know that's a, that's kind of what the Tananawit store is about is it's not only a gift shop it's actually you know it's a flower shop. It's uh, giving flowers and honoring the artists that we have. You know, I'm going to give like little bio plaques, you know, showing people's whole sections that's in the, the in, within our artist sector. You know what I mean? So, that's yeah, right. it's, it's, it's hope it, into the community too. That's what's up. Yeah, it's right now. You know, that's a. Uh, I'm not getting ahead of myself. We have a spot that we might have already, but like hopefully by the nice. time this is aired, it'll be finalized. But yeah, anyway, yeah, this this uh, Tananawit, this Tananawit pop up is going to be really cool. And uh, yeah, man, I'm I'm really honored that you chose me to be the first episode. You know what I mean? It kind of makes me feel like dang, you know, because uh, like you know, so, you know, so we got, we have to start giving our flowers to our community. You know what I mean? Shots out to you know, hip hop wise, you know, shots out to DJ K9, you know, the Rusty Markham's, the the Jabars and the the Ray Wells and all the people that put on the dances, you know, that, that let us kids from my generation experience hip hop on a performing arts and then on an influence introductory level because some of that music I don't think my grandparents would have been able to get a hold of. I would have had to steal tapes, which I did later on, but you know, like <laughs> yeah. you know. But you know, I I didn't have that kind of influence. It was going to the center to these these youth dances and stuff. And uh, but yeah, man, you gotta gotta hand out them flowers before while they're around, man. You know, so thanks for handing out flowers to me, man. I, I, this episode, this episode one is pretty cool. Absolutely, man. You gotta look for like who's involved in the community the most, and then. I always see you I out there with be, people of all walks of life. And I was like, that's dope. So I was like, I got to get them on the show. <laughs> yeah, it was. I, you know, I, I, I came home because, you know, I went, I went on, I went on the journey, you know what I mean? I, you know, you know, I went on the big journey. I was, I, I you know, I, I, you know, I went on my big odyssey, you know what I mean? And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm on my, uh, my Iliad right now, man. I'm, 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 I'm my last chapter. You know, I'm, I'm not my last chapter, like I'm dying, but uh, I want to help out. You know, they say you're not a master of your craft till you can teach it. You know, and uh, so, so I help. I help as much as I can. You know what I mean? I, I uh, if I can't be a like a day to day wrestling coach, I try to like at least buy some wrestling shoes or yeah. pay somebody's uh, fun, you know, fees and sponsor somebody or pay it forward somehow, some way. And then when you do get your chance, you know what I mean? You know, and, and it comes to you, you know what I mean? It, but, you know, be a coach, you know, be, you know, and I, I got my chance, you know what I mean? I got my chance to get paid to, to organize artists, you know what I mean? But it was, it was, you know, it's not just a rap artist now. It's like, it's, it's a, I'm, I'm having to figure out 
you know, what laws and, and, and what financials apply to a bead worker. You know what I mean? I had to learn it, you know, learn first in, first out, first in, last out. I had to learn about uh, American Indian Arts and Relics Act. You know what I mean? You know, yeah. Indian law. You know, so, like, it's been adaptive, you know what I mean, to... Uh, you know, some stuff to care about, you know what I mean? And, but at the same time, I applied the website, aside from fonts and young, cool-looking rap pictures, it's the same layout that we'd use for a, 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 a rap label, you know what I mean, that was rotating catalog. It's pretty cool, cool, you know what I mean? And we don't got no video or no uh, music playing on our website. I, you know, that's, that's, that's coming. You know what I mean? Hint, hint, Theo and Scotty and Brutus and Laron yeah. and the whole array of y'all that do, you know, this multimedia platform, I can't wait. Absolutely, absolutely. It's been an honor, brother, and thanks for sitting down with me today. Um, yeah, I, I apologize that I'm I'm literally sitting on the floor of this ugly bathroom, but I'm on the clean side of it, so I'm looking at this gun. I can't wait to, like, and uh, the tablet's on the <laughs> toilet, you know what I mean? My, I got, my son <laughs> My son cut the corner, and like I could tell, he's like, "You're really doing this." And I'm like, "Yeah, man, yeah, I promised yeah. my boy. I promised my boy he was launching his uh, his podcast. So if Absolutely. if this is good enough, let's let's rock, man. It was an honor. And then if we got to do another one, I talk, Theo. So man, yeah. <laughs> thank you, brother. All right, all right, then. Right, I'll see you. Thank you. It's an honor. All right. <laughs>